Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We worship you. Jesus, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you, Lord. We honor your name, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us with your presence. Won't you lead us, Lord? is without borders let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my 
trust is without border. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without border. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without border. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without border. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. My faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Oh yes, Jesus, take me and lead worship him oh yes holy spirit lead me holy spirit oh yes oh yes oh lord thank you lord lead us in that places lord where we can walk on water Creation is longing for the manifestation of the sons of God. Water is waiting when the sons of God and the daughters of God will walk upon it. Oh yes, Jesus. Oh yes, Jesus. We call upon your name. Lord Jesus we love you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you tonight wherever you are. Just allow the presence of the Almighty to fill you. I will call upon your name, Lord. For in your name we trust. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just let the sweet presence of the Lord manifest. Yes, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your sweet presence, Jesus. Thank you, Father. As we conclude this time of worship, we're going to go into a time of the communion. So I just want to ask Jeff to please unmute yourself and lead us in the communion tonight.
Thank you. Thank you, God, for that wonderful worship. As we partake of the communion this evening, I just want to remind you, the Bible says, bring to our remembrance. And I want to be in that space where I want to remind you that you are powerful. You are wonderful. You are the source of God in you. You and God are one. You are the light life of God. You are love. You are a blessing. You are health. You are protection. You are everything he is. As he is, so you are in this world. You are that body today manifesting his life. So as you Take in your hand this bread or this biscuit or this whatever you have there. As you eat of it, remind yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. And when we say who you are, is who he is and who you are to him. Father, we thank you for this bread as we partake of it. We remember who you are and who I am. That beautiful bliss of oneness manifests in our bodies as light. Let's partake. And as you take the cup, as you drink of the cup, you remember who you are. Consistent and constant, bring to your mind who you are in Christ. No Christ is in you. His blood is not just for our sins. His blood is life. His blood is, is in us. It's running out in our veins that he manifest his life. Let's partake of the cup. Thank you, God. We feel the energy and, and mercy and grace and love and compassion of knowing who I am, of knowing who we are, and knowing who you are in us and we in you. Thank you for that glorious bliss of togetherness. In Jesus' name, we say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeff, for leading us in the communion uh, today. I just want to pray for everyone who's on the call tonight, uh, whether you're joining us on uh, Facebook or on Zoom. Whatever need you have, Whatever situation you're going through, the Spirit of the living God is upon you. We read in the book of Revelation that the seven spirits of God are there. The seven angels, the seven churches, the seven spirits. In the book of Isaiah, it writes about the seven spirits of God. And right now, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I pray that the Lord will touch you. That healing would manifest upon you. We have prayed week after week, month after month, since this pandemic struck. But now we're just going to thank the Lord for his goodness. We're going to say thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done. Thank you, Father, for the life that is manifesting in us. Thank you for the life that we carry, that we can bring into the world. Thank you for the healings that are happening uh, for the people who are on us, on, on the call, on Zoom, on uh, Facebook Live, that healing is manifesting in the bodies, that the virus has no power over them. We thank you for life that is manifesting. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. And Father, we pray for your peace to manifest all over this, this, this world, Lord, all over the nations of the world, that people will experience the sweet presence of God Almighty. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. 
We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just want to welcome everyone. Every one of you joined us on Zoom tonight. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, we bless you. We pray the Lord will richly bless you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us on Facebook. Those of you who joined us on Facebook Live, we appreciate you. We want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, I, I bless the Lord for what he has done, uh, for, the, for, the, for the, uh, the insight he has given us uh, into what is coming and what, uh, the way he is moving. Um, I want to thank the Lord that he's given us a grace that we could use technology, uh, Zoom, Facebook Live, and all kinds of other technology to, to preach the word of God. Uh, I want to thank God for his grace and favor because <coughs> right where we are, in whatever corner of the world we are in, we can take the gospel to the ends of the earth, uh, provide teachings, provide the word, provide worship, prayer to anyone, anywhere in the world. And that's through technology. So we bless the Lord for, for doing that. And I want to thank God for giving me grace to be able to do this uh, with the technology. And um, as from uh, last week, uh, at least not last week, just to yesterday and today, uh, we will be, uh, we are actually uh, starting up and working with a podcast uh, where we are going to load, uh, I'm going to be loading all my sermons, all the, the teachings on on podcast uh, so you can download it uh, uh, we are using you can download it on if you're watching us on on facebook you're most welcome to download it as well uh, anchor.fm is a website uh, that's connected with spotify and uh, i've just opened up an account there and decided to uh, load a podcast on that site uh, previously when when i was handling the church uh, we were having uh, we used to video uh, our meetings, our sermons, and uh, we started putting it up on uh, Facebook, uh, no, sorry, not Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we have a channel on YouTube, I think, with over 150 videos uh, from, uh, you know, from the sermons that we, we did in the church. And um, at that time, we used that, and uh, it was a great blessing. It's still there. Uh, but it's easier for people to listen to something on the go uh, through a podcast. So uh, it's at... Uh, uh, I'll send the others a link later as well, but you can download the app if you want to on your phone, on your devices. It's anchor.fm. There's an app for the phone. Download it and then I'll send probably find the, the link and send it across. So if you want to listen to the podcast later, you want to share it with somebody, it's pretty easy to just download and just follow us on uh, uh, on the Anchor FM uh, platform. We in, we are, we've got our ministry there as uh, Manifesting Christ. If you look, just Google it, you will probably, uh, not Google it, you search for it on the uh, platform, you will have it there. So we will be uh, putting up the teachings uh, on the podcast because we do want to get the word out to people, uh, what God is doing and what God, uh, God has been doing. So that's some of the new things that we are doing. Uh, if you've uh, got a prayer request and uh, urgent prayer request, you'd like us to pray for it, please do pray. Um, Post it in the chat after we've go, gone off live on Facebook. Uh, because after we finish the live stream, we will pray for you if you've got a prayer request. If you're on Facebook live and you would like us to pray with you, please do send us a message, a private message, and we will pray for you. And we will reach out to you uh, personally and uh, pray that God will bless you. But thank you for taking the time to come here on this call tonight. And um, it is my pleasure to, uh, to bring the word to you like I was talking about last week. Uh, we're living a, high, a, a higher life, uh, so I want to just quickly share my screen and uh, take it from there. Let me just get this in order. So we are talking about living the higher life, and uh, last uh, week I spoke about, uh, you know, Christ, the Christ life. So if you missed it and you want to listen to it again, uh, you, you can listen to it on Facebook Live. Uh, uh, you can also, if you want to get the podcast, we will share it on the WhatsApp or, or something to you, and then you can share it out with others. Um, so when we talk about the higher life that we're living, because I, I, I spoke and I said that we, we are interdimensional beings because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, but at the same time, we're seated on the earth. Uh, so this, this is a very powerful uh, uh, truth that if we fail to understand it, uh, we're actually, you know, wasting out our life on the earth, not living out our lives, not living out our purpose. Because I do believe uh, God has given us a purpose. It's a God purpose on the earth. So 
we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have access into the heavenlies. Uh, Jesus is the door that allows us to get into the heavenly place, to go into heaven and come out from heaven. Because we saw last week that, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, while he was on earth speaking to Nicodemus, he said that I am in heaven, the son of man who came down and who is in heaven. So that's a powerful truth uh, that many times uh, we're probably not even realized. So he was on the earth speaking to Nicodemus at the same time he was in heaven. And we have access to the thr throne room of God. We can uh, go into his presence and uh, enjoy all that we have. So but when we talk about heaven, it is important to note that uh, we don't need or we cannot access uh, heaven through the gate uh, called death. Uh, that's something that just doesn't work. We, we don't go to heaven through death. We go to heaven through Jesus Christ. We have been preaching death and which is why it's a no-brainer. It's, it's, no it's not a surprise that uh, so many of us struggle to operate in the supernatural, struggle to hear God, struggle to lead that higher life. And when we talk about heaven, uh, we will be going on on several things uh, in heaven. What is in heaven, or at least from what we see in the Word of God. And uh, we shared a, a portion of that last week. And uh, today I want to touch about angels. Uh, you may know everything that I'm going to say. You may not know everything that I'm going to say. But whatever it is, let's just you know look at the Word and enjoy the Word. In Hebrews chapter 12, this is going to be our key verse uh, going forward. Uh, next week and, you know, maybe even further down. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Uh, the reason I put up this verse is because there are some of the things that I want to focus upon and uh, I've ha highlighted them. And Hebrews 12, 22 says, but, but rather you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless multitudes of angels in festal gathering. Now, what's surprising is this that we are not going to heaven or to mount zion when we die paul says but rather you have come which is right now we're living in the now we have come to mount zion anybody who has a, uh, as, as a problem with that will have to take it up with the apostle paul <laughs> because he wrote that you know right so i'm i'm reading that because i truly believe it we have come to mount zion to the city of the living god to that heavenly Jerusalem, to the countless multitudes of angels. So my focus tonight is on angels. We're not going to talk about the other stuff. Maybe, maybe not, but tonight is going to be about angels. So the funny thing is this. For the last, over, uh, uh, approximately around the last 800 years or so, the church has neglected the ministry of angels. Now when I say church, I am referring to the Protestant church uh, from which we have break-offs. Uh, I know into all kinds of other denominations, you know, um, I'm not, uh, like the Pentecostals, the uh, Presbyterian, the Methodist and all of that stuff, you know, all right through from there. So approximately for the last 800 years or so, uh, we, we rarely hear church, the church talk about angels or even the involvement of angels in the early church and stuff. And in fact, the Bible speaks so much about angelic activity uh, among the disciples in the, ch in the church, in the new uh, church, or the, or the church in Jerusalem, as the church was born and birthed. Uh, if you go even further down into the Old Testament, if you got, most of us got access, or we have access to an online or an electronic Bible, and if you just type in the word angels in the search bar and hit it, you're going to see a, a references to angels right from the book of Genesis right down to the book of uh, Revelation. Amazing stuff. But uh, I'm going to just pull out a couple of verses. Uh, you want to read it, you're most welcome. Probably you know about it, so it doesn't matter. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, verse 24. Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, verse 19. An angel appears to Joseph and gives him instructions. In, in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 2, it says, The angel rolled the stone away. You know, in, uh, in Matthew 28, verse 5, it says an angel spoke to the women, uh, to the women who came to the tomb. So right there, right off there, right off the bat, Matthew, uh, you know, Joseph uh, acted upon what the angel told him. You know, so it, in, in Joseph's life, uh, we see that, you know, there was a lot of instances where he could, he, he interacted with angels. Um, when Jesus w died and was raised from the dead, the angel rolled away the stone so that people could look inside. 
an angel came and spoke to the women that were there. Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 11, verse 13, verse 18, 19, 26. Uh, it goes on to say how Gabriel, the archangel, announced John's birth uh, to John's father. And it goes on, you know, it, it talks about different instances. And it, it very clearly says the angel appeared and the angel spoke to him. Acts chapter 5, very quickly. I'm just going to just skip through all of these verses. I'm not going to read it because it's there. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 19, the angel set the disciples free. When they were locked up for preaching the gospel, an angel set them free. Acts chapter 8, verse 26, an angel spoke to Philip. Acts chapter 10, verse 3, an angel appeared to Cornelius. Now, that's interesting. I like that because Cornelius was not a Christian. That's right. Cornelius wasn't a Christian. Somebody told me this when I, when I shared this uh, many years ago, uh, discussing it with a couple of friends. One person uh, uh, told me that, uh, oh, no, Cornelius was half a Jew. Now, you need, you're a full Jew or you're not a Jew. You know, you, it, it, it can't be. I mean, f there's no such, such thing as half Jew, half Christian. Sorry, it's, it, you, you can get half a pizza, a different flavor, and, and, and the other half of the pizza, another flavor. That's okay. You know, a mix and match. You can have uh, surf and turf on pizza. But I don't think we have, uh, you know, half and half uh, human beings, like half Christian, half, uh, half a Jew. So that, that's, that doesn't work. Cornelius was not even a Christian. And uh, an angel appeared to Cornelius and spoke to him. Because of that interaction with an angel, we read how Cornelius' family got, uh, uh, began to believe in what God had already done, which is amazing. Again, Acts chapter 10, one of my favorite chapters to blow uh, religious doctrines out of the boat, uh, blow it out of the water, actually. I love Acts chapter, Acts chapter 10. Actually, I didn't realize much about Acts chapter 10 until one day when I read it and it just slammed me in the face. Like, you know, uh, like you see these cartoons, uh, my mind goes like that, you know, uh, like a cartoon character walks across the road and then a huge truck, bam, hits it. Like, you know, Tom and Jerry and stuff like that. But then you get up and you like realize like something hit me. So it was like that for me when, Acts, when I read Acts chapter 10. It was like I was hit by a truck. And then I realized, wow, God's grace is so amazing. Acts chapter 12, an angel set Peter free. And it, 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 was, it was amazing because when we're going to look at it further uh, as well. So I don't want to jump ahead of my time. Uh, Revelation talks about multiple accounts of angels ministering and speaking to John. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Are not the angels all ministering spirits or servants sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? Wow. We know that verse, right? We know it. Uh, we've quoted it. We believe it. We say it. But did we realize that angels are actively involved in the salvation of people? Angels. Angels have been sent out. So why aren't we focusing on angels? Now, I grew up uh, as a Catholic. I, God bless the Catholics. I love them. Uh, Catholicism is just that, you know, universal Christianity, which we are part of. And, you know, uh, I can say some a few words in, 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 uh, in, uh, in Latin, but I don't want to do that right now because... <laughs> okay. But uh, when I got saved... Or at least when I began to believe, let me not use that word saved, uh, we are all saved. When I began to believe in Jesus Christ and I went, I started going to a Pentecostal church, uh, I, I, I didn't hear anything about angels. Very rarely, maybe one or two, I don't even remember. Uh, I came into ministry uh, very young and uh, I, I didn't hear people talk about angels. Nothing until uh, around about 2000 and... Uh, and uh, eight or 2009, when I began to listen uh, to a particular preacher and then began to experience angels, actually. So my question is, why aren't we talking about angels when angels form such an important part in the ministry of uh, salvation of people? Uh, uh, angels play such an important role uh, in the life of Jesus uh, the disciples uh, in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. My question is why aren't we focusing on them? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 says, By contrast, we have been welcomed to an invisible Mount Zion, the city of peace. That's Jerusalem, heavenly Jerusalem. This is just a different translation. The residence of the living God, the festive assembly of an innumerable celestial host. So angels number 
in the billions or the trillions or the zillions or whatever it is. I don't know. It just simply means that you can't number them. And I believe that. I fully believe that, that angels are innumerable. And then it says, we are participating in a mass joint celebration of heavenly and earthly beings. Now, we need to understand this. I'm just going to pause right there. Uh, I, I've been saying this last week and I said again, we are interdimensional beings or, or rather I would say multidimensional beings. The church of Jesus Christ is on the earth as well as in heaven. There is no difference to it. There's no breakaway from it. It's the same. It says we are in a mass joint celebration of heavenly and earthly beings. The Ecclesia Church of the Firstborn. Look at what this mirror translation says. Uh, it says mirror inscribed in the heavenly. So the church is the same on the earth as well as in heaven. You know, that's the church. So when we speak about uh, heaven, or at least we're talking about the higher life, the heavenly life, we're speaking about it in context with these verses that we read. When we take the word of God out of context, we're left with a con. You know, just, just a simple con. Nothing else. So, uh, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to, uh, for us to look at the word, take it in context, and live it. Okay? So, Hebrews 12, verse 22 and verse 23 tells us that we have come to this place called heaven, to this place called Mount Zion. It's a city of the living God. It's where God is, where there are multitudes of angels celebrating. It says there is a mass joint celebration of heaven and earthly beings, the ecclesia. That is the cloud. That is the cloud. Paul says we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness uh, who are urging us on, you know, telling us, go on, go on. So there is no difference between us and the cloud. They are right there. We can't just we can't see them with the natural eye. But yes, you can transcend that barrier, go into the uh, heavenly realm, and see the cloud of witness. I've seen people uh, in the cloud of witness. I've, uh, I I remember mentioning this one particular time because during the worship, I saw people from the cloud of witness uh, in the place where I was leading worship. And uh, there were some people in the church at that time, and that was the last time they came to church. They, they, they left because it was just too heavy for them. The Bible tells us, the word tells us that when Jesus died, many saints rose from the dead and appeared to people uh, in Jerusalem. And that's amazing, right? I mean, he, Jesus wasn't even raised from the dead, but still people rose from the grave. And they came and appeared to people in Jerusalem. That's the cloud, right? That's the cloud that's there. And when we talk about the cloud, people think, no, 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 this is not good. It's, you know, we're, we're in interacting with the dead. No, Jesus Christ took away death. If we say that we're interacting with the dead, then when we talk about Jesus or worship Jesus, we're worshiping the dead. But that's not the case. Why? Because Jesus is alive. Those, those in the cloud, they're alive in him. So we have come to this place called heaven. God resides there. It's the place where the church lives and thrives. There's a, there's a mass celebration uh, happening there in the church that is on the earth as well as in heaven. That's the place where you see angels and earthly beings celebrating. So now in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13, let's look at this verse. It says, but now, wow, everything has changed. You have discovered yourself to be located in Christ. So we've discovered now, wow, I am located uh, in Christ. What once seemed so distant is now so near. His blood reveals your redeemed innocence and authentic genesis. So we have this new beginning. We have identified, we have, uh, we have begun to, or, we, or at least we have discovered this new beginning, authentic genesis, authentic creation in Christ. So the finished work of Jesus Christ gives us access into the heavenly place. It gives us access to come before the throne of grace and say, Abba, Father. It's, it gives us access to come into that place and have angels ready to jump up and do things for you and me. I've seen angels uh, several times uh, uh, at, at conferences that I've attended in South Africa, like flashes of lightning. I mean, I'm not dreaming. It's not the night. It's not, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm too tired or anything. During the day, worshipping, just see flashes of lightning that just come from, from nowhere. And you feel the presence of angels. I've had angels 
uh, up here in the room, right where I am actually sitting down and, 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 and speaking tonight. I've had just a few weeks ago, I think it was a time when uh, Anna was ministering or either it was leading the worship or preaching. And uh, in my room, I've just got one light on in front of me. The main lights are off, so there's no other lights in the room. And I could see lights dancing on the right-hand side of my face, right just next to the door, angels appearing in the room. And it's happened so many times, so many times. The finished work of Jesus Christ gives us access into the heavens where we can actually enjoy the presence of the Father. We can enjoy the ministry of the angels. We are seated in that place with our Father and it's only normal to see angels around us. I keep, I keep saying this. Uh, I, I've said it before uh, uh, when I was having the church and, and, and I've said it several times. It's perfectly normal for us to see angels because wherever Jesus is, angels will automatically be there. But I find it very strange that when we say this, or at least when I've said this, there are people who say, no, 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 how can you see angels? Or oh, what is this? You're seeing angels. But it's perfectly normal for some people to see demons in the church and not see angels. I mean, that's pretty crazy, bro. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, while, I was lead while you were leading worship, I saw uh, uh, you know, a black figure pass by. I said, okay, that's cool. So what? No, but aren't you going to bind anything? No, I said, it went out right. It went out right. I said, yeah, yeah, it went out. So I said, okay, don't worry about it. Leave it. It's gone. I mean, and it just blows their mind like, you know, this pastor is not holy. He's not righteous. He's not, he's not in the ministry. I mean, like, you're ridiculous. Because I am conscious of Jesus. I'm not conscious of, uh, you know, uh, demonic spirits. I, I, I know, I know, I can recognize one when they're there. And I, I know that we've got the authority to cast them out. So it doesn't matter. Unless the demon wants to just sit in the church or evil spirit wants to sit in the church and listen to what you're preaching, you know, that's okay. But if they're going to disturb anything, just go out, please leave. You don't have to fight with it. But it's perfectly normal for us to have angels around us, surround us, and to help us. But if we are not aware of them, how are we going to allow them to work for us? Doesn't make sense, right? But if you look at the early church, you know, uh, the, the disciples and then down into the, you know, the, when the church, uh, we had the church fathers and the, and the Catholic, especially in the Catholic church. So praise God for the Catholic church, you know. Uh, we Pentecostals, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no longer a Pentecostal, I'm just a Christian, sorry. <laughs> but uh, denominations have attacked the Catholic church for all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you, they're the one people who, who talk about angels, who believe in angels, and who actually see angels. They see them. They see them operating. Now, that's something we need to learn from them, you know, if you want to. So in Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12, this is what we read. For he gives his angels special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. He gives his angels special charge over you. It says that they will bear you up in, your, in, in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Angels have have authority, have, at least have charge over you to protect you. How many times did you miss falling down the stairs? How many times did you, you miss falling down on the road and never realized that it was actually an angel who protected you? No, you can, you can say, no, I don't know about that. But you can't argue with the word. That's what the word says, Psalm 91. He gives his angels charge over you. They're there to protect you. How many times you, uh, you know, you were, you, you, you were, Riding a motorcycle, if you ride a motorcycle and you, you missed an accident, who was it who protected you? An angel. Because God's word says he gives his angels charge over you. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, I like this. He says, don't forget or neglect or refuse to extend hospitality to strangers, for through it some have entertained angels without knowing it. He says, hey, listen. Don't forget to entertain people, entertain strangers especially, because some people have unknowingly entertained angels. So let's flip that coin. If some people have unknowingly entertained angels, then it is true that some people have knowingly entertained angels. Am I right? Because if the word is telling you one thing, there's also something behind it. Some people have knowingly entertained angels and some people have unknowingly entertained angels. So my question is, 
if Paul talks about it, if Peter talks about it, there's so much of angelic ministry in the church. Why aren't we open to angelic activity in our lives? Now, when you, when you understand your position in Christ, when you understand that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, when you understand that you have access to angels around you, there's an awakening that takes place in your life. Uh, sometimes we hear words like, you know, God is uh, giving you clarity, is uh, giving you a feeling, I feel it in my spirit. And uh, that's actually something called cardiognosis where it works with your heart. It's your heart knowledge. It's your heart knowledge. Sometimes you feel like, you know, I want to go here, but I just feel I should not go. That's cardiognosis. It's working in your heart. And I believe when we are open to what God has in heaven with angels, especially with the ministry of angels, it's, it's going to resonate in our hearts that we're going to be able to identify when an angel is around us or what access we, are, or we have to angels. Now, are we to allow angels to minister to us? Because I remember growing up, in the church and, and uh, hearing that, no, no, brother, we don't need angels to minister to us because we have the Holy Spirit. Okay, I believe that for some time, for many years, but that's a lame excuse. That's a lame excuse because Mark chapter 1, verse 13 tells us, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, and this is Jesus being tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him now, unless unless I am greater than Jesus, unless I've, I I I do greater greater things, and you know I can say like, oh, I, I don't need angels to minister to me. But if Jesus had angels ministering to him, and if we are supposed to be following in his footsteps, why shouldn't we? Now I want I want to stir up your thoughts tonight. I want to stir up your heart tonight. I want to just present to you the verses and lead leave you. To decide, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do. I'm not going to tell you you have to do this. No, I'm just presenting the word to you. It's there in your Bible. In John chapter 1, uh, verse 51, it says, Truly I say to you, because of who I am, you will surely see this communication between the heavenly sphere and earth thrown wide open and the celestial messengers of God ascending and descending upon the incarnate Son of Man. Heaven and earth meet in the incarnate one. Now this is a is a perfect picture or at least a, a, a reproduction uh, of uh, what uh, Jacob had. Right? This is a perfect rep reproduction, the image, imagery. Look at it. Jacob, when, when you read in, in the book of Genesis, Jacob's ladder, Jacob saw angels going up and coming down, going up and coming down. And that was tied down to a particular place. And here you have Jesus actually repeating the same thing. And he says, hey, listen, dude, guys, hey, people, listen to me. You, because of who I am, if you understand this, you will see heavenly communication, you know, angels communicating with you. You'll see angels going up and coming down, going up and coming down, because wherever Christ is, that's exactly what you will see, an angelic activity. And if Christ is in you, then you don't need to go searching for Jacob's ladder Try to find that portal because wherever you are, you have that open heaven before you. Angels coming in and going out, coming in and going out. If I, I pray, I pray that God will just open your eyes right now. And if God would open our eyes right now, you we'd probably fall off our, our chairs because you see the amount of angels going in and coming out from your house. I mean, when people, when, when the shepherds saw the angels, they were afraid because they saw these, wow, this is crazy, man. These are big guys. And yeah, that would exactly happen to us. You know, if you see an angel pop up in front of you and say, hi, you just probably jump out of your skin and <laughs> see that. So that picture is, is, is basically the same picture as, as, uh, as Jacob's ladder. And, and to take it one further, you know, you, you, angels can give you food. Oh, brother, how can angels come and give me food? Yeah, they gave, they baked a cake for Elijah, right? I wonder if it was a black forest or, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was malva pudding or, 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 or milk tarts or I don't know what, whatever cake they made. I mean, like, you know, maybe it was, if, uh, uh, what, I don't know. I mean, but they, the angels did make a cake, Right? 
angels. I mean, imagine you walk into your house and you see an angel cooking, you know, a roast turkey for you. I, I'm positive that, you know, most of us Christians are going to say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Stop doing what you're doing. I bind you. I command you to leave my house. Come on, guys. Angels, an angel went and baked cake for Elijah. They are so involved in our lives. Angelic activity is real. So our whole idea of angels should change. If you, if you really want to see angelic activity, uh, I'm not saying that you, you need to take everything that I'm, I'm telling you. I'm just presenting it from the word. You, know, you can see it in the word. Uh, but it's totally up to you. It's totally up to you. We're all on this journey. There is absolutely no forcing anyone to, to accept anything that I say. But it's there. It's left to us. If you want to take it, you don't want to take it. That's up to us. You know, look at Luke 20, 22 verse 43. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. Wow. That was Jesus when he was praying, when he was alone. How many times have you been alone? And you have struggled being alone. Did you know that you could just call an angel uh, to help you? Say, call unto an angel. But no, we are so spiritual, we say we call unto the Lord. Uh, Jesus, I mean, he, he, was, he was praying to the Father and an angel came and strengthened him. Now, I'm not telling you to pray to an angel. No way. I'm telling you when you're praying to the Father, are you open to having his ministering spirits come and strengthen you? His angels come and strengthen you. I've experienced this uh, so many times, so many times in my life. I'm not a plumber by, by profession. But when we built our house uh, back in uh, 2008, uh, we, we were very short of finances and I didn't have money to, to hire a plumber to do the work in the house. So I did the work, uh, you know, installing the faucets, the, 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 the main water line, uh, the wash basin, the shower, the toilets, uh, you know, the water bowl and every single thing, one by one. And there were times I was literally stuck I could not figure it out. I, I struggled. My hands would be bruised with trying to fix the, uh, uh, in the, the pipes. And I remember, I remember this was call for help from the sanctuary. And I, I called out. I said, I call out, Father, I call out for help from the sanctuary. I ask you to send me angels to help me to do this. And in a short period of time, five to ten minutes, boom. What I was struggling for in two hours, three hours is done in five minutes. I've experienced that so many times, so many times in my work online, so many times. I, I would ask the Holy Spirit when I was doing recordings, uh, broadcasting on Christian TV in South Africa. I'm not a video producer. I don't know stuff. But I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, give me grace. And he gave me angels, I, I believe, because I remember asking, Lord, give me help from the sanctuary. Send angels to give me wisdom to teach me how to do sound mixing, mixing audio and video together. And if you go to my YouTube channel uh, and look for Manifesting Christ and you look at the videos, every single one of those videos is done by an amateur. That's me. I'm not a professional. From the uh, introduction to the mixing of the audio and the video to the outro, every single thing. And I, 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 can t I can tell you, every time I struggle to, to do the mixing, do the sound, I would just say, send me help from the sanctuary, Lord. And, and I call angels to come. And, and, and I, I've experienced that so much. Firsthand. Fixing things so many times. They're real. They're here to strengthen you. It's, it's crazy, you know, because if you look at the Catholic Church, you just go and do the history. Do your history. Just read through. It's available on the Internet. Go and read it. Uh, you look at the Catholic Church. They all always believed in angels. They welcomed the ministry of angels. But the Protestant Church, perfect in one thing, protesting. Everything you protest. You don't like the pastor's hairstyle, you protest. You don't like the way he wears his tie, you protest. You don't like the way you, you know, what, what is it? <laughs> you don't like his tattoos, you protest. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> let's, let's learn from everybody. I mean, uh, I, I don't want to step on anyone's feet, but you can learn from everybody. Irrespective of what uh, religious background they are, you can learn from everybody. Because truth is universal. God has put his truth in everything, in everything. I mean, the first time that I realized that stones can actually grow, it, I was stoned. 
stones, rocks, can, rocks actually grow from under the earth. The moment they come out of the earth, or when you take out a portion of the rock, you still find rocks coming up from the ground. Uh, growing up in India, I never saw that, but when we came to Mauritius, uh, they would do this. They would clean out the, the field uh, for sugarcane, to plant sugarcane. And when they do that, they would take out like tons of rocks. And then they would plant sugarcane. And then after the crop is over, a couple of years later, they, well, or maybe a year or two later, when they clean up the, the field once again, they take out a tons of rocks again. I mean, where, where did those rocks come from? I mean, I, I thought you took them out. And that's when I realized, and I googled it, and I, and I read up on it, and I found that rocks grow. No wonder the word says a rocks will cry out his praises. So the next time, you know, you, 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 you think that something is, oh, I won't take it from them. Remember, he is the God of the universe. He can cause creation, anything, to speak to you. Okay, but it's coming back to our point. Funny enough, the Catholic Church is, is probably the only... Uh, 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 denomination, organization that focuses so much on angels. And we have missed out on that. We have missed out. 700, 800, 900 years now that the church doesn't even talk about it. They don't know. And now we are, we're finding a lot of Christians, you know, manifesting in it, believing in it, and, you know, experiencing it. So Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. This is, this is something that blew my mind. I'm not, I'm not telling you this is exactly what it is, but I'm asking you. I'm putting it out before you. I mean, I'm asking you uh, with an open mind, look at it. Okay? Hebrews 1, 7. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Right? That's established. Hebrews 1, 7. It's there. Angels are winds and he says they makes them as ministers of flames of fire. Now in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, right up to verse 4, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place with one accord. They were not playing two different chords. They were playing one single chord. <laughs> and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Stop. There was a sound from heaven like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Hebrews 1 7 says he makes his angels winds. And then it goes on to say, and they fill the house and there appear tongues of fire on top of them. Hebrews 1 tells us that his ministers are flames of fire in referring to angels. So I'm asking you this. Was it angelic activity in the room that sounded like wind? Was it angelic presence in the room that looked like fire upon them? Because I said stop. We're not going to read that words, the portion of the words yet. I'm stopped right there because right after that it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the third part of that verse. That's verse 4. But verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, it says there was mighty rushing wind. Now when the way I look at it, I'm not saying you should follow that. Don't, don't, don't do it. Just be open and look at it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation. What is that? Was it angelic presence in that place? Or was it just the elements of nature in that place that supernaturally appeared? Because it says there, were, there was a mighty rushing wind and there was tongues of fire and both of them refer to angelic activity. And then it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit came in later. At that same time, but it mentions it after that. There was angelic activity that which signifies that God is about to do something and then the Holy Spirit came into them, filled them and they began to speak with other tongues as God gave them the utterance or the Spirit gave them the utterance. I'm not telling you to follow anything I say. I'm just telling you, presenting it before you. You, you look at it. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Every one of you got Holy Spirit in you. The Spirit of God is in you. Christ is in you. So you can ask him, you know, Lord, this guy Carl said so-and-so, so-and-so. Is it true? If it's not true, don't worry about it because uh, the Holy Spirit is not going to be afraid of you, right? We're not afraid of making mistakes, people. We're not afraid of making mistakes. Well, we are on a journey. So let's ask God and say, God, are we missing out on something? Because you are surrounded by angels and we are surrounded. We don't, we don't even feel it. We don't even realize it. Some of us don't realize it. You think it's normal for, for God to be surrounded by angels and uh, 
churches and ministries and Christians like myself, we feel more of the evil presence than, <laughs> and, and, than anything else. You think it's normal? You think we're probably barking up the wrong tree? You think we're probably hooked up to the wrong stuff? I'm just asking questions tonight. What are we filling ourselves with? What are we, what are we feeling around us? Some people are so negative that they can hardly feel God in anything they do. So what is around you? You attract what you honor. If you're constantly focusing on the negative, negative, that's exactly what you're going to get. But if you're constantly looking out for that higher life because you are in that higher life, living that higher life, you're going to experience angels. You're going to see them. It's perfectly normal. It should be happening. If it's not happening, I'm, I'm asking ourselves the question, why? Why isn't it happening? Because the disciples experienced this so much in their lives. Acts chapter 12, verse 12 to verse 16. It speaks about Peter being set free from prison. And I want you to get the idea of what happened there. Because when he came out from prison and went and knocked on the house of, uh, of Mary, uh, where the disciples, they were gathering and praying, you know, oh, Jesus, please save Peter. Peter's in prison. Give him the strength to get the thrashing. Like, you know, we're not getting the thrashing, but he's going to get beaten. He's going to get his, his, his chops given to him today. But just, you know, give him that strength. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if I, was, if I was praying for Peter in prison, I would be praying, Lord, give him the strength to go through every punishment, everything, and, you know, glorify your name, Lord. I mean, we're so religious, you know. I don't know what they were praying, but when Peter got set free from prison, and he knocked on the door, and this young girl came and opened the door, and she said, ah, an angel, closed it and went back. She thought an angel had come. Read it. Why did they think an angel came? So she went and told the disciples, hey, you know what? Peter's knocking on the door and, and they said, you know, <laughs> it's an angel. Why would they say an angel was standing there? Why? Because they knew or they experienced and they believed in the ministry of angels. They, they, they expected angels to appear because they've been seeing them. They probably heard an angel came just to maybe tell them, you know, pray more for Peter. And when Peter kept on thumping on the door, they said, no, no, that's not an angel, man. Because an angel could just walk through the door, but this must be something else. Let's go and see. And they found Peter. The funny thing is when the angel slapped Peter from, the sl from his slumber in prison and brought him out, Peter never even realized that he was, he was being taken out. He thought it's just an, an imaginary stuff. He's dreaming about it. Until the angel brought him outside the gates. Then he realized, wow, that was an angel. So angelic uh, encounters were a common occurrence uh, you know, in the early church. And funnily enough, they, they mistook it for, you know, uh, Peter's angel standing there because that was normal for them. But in reality, it wasn't an angel. It was Peter himself standing there. Now, isn't that something that should challenge us and say, you know what, hey, I want to, I want to build up that expectation where I see angels uh, up here before us. Uh, I mean, Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something that, you know, we have s just so neglected because, you know, we were at one time so caught up in the I'll fly away doctrine that, you know, we believe that when we, when we die and go to heaven, then we will see angels. You know, many Christians believe that only when they die that angels are going to come and gather them. <laughs> not really. Not really. They may come. I don't know. I'm not yet dead, so I can't, can't say that. But I know that angels are there. They are alive. They are with us. And if we believe in angels, we will see it. You will see them around us. Because when you believe in God, you're not believing in angels. You're believing in, in the higher life in Christ where you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You begin to uh, you know, uh, become conscious of what is around you. You become conscious of what's around you. And that's amazing. That's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, I remember uh, uh, several years ago, I, I, I remember Anna saying she met uh, an angel uh, if I'm not mistaken, she said it was an angel, uh, a, a lady, a fair lady. I think it was on the train or something. Uh, she met an angel. People have seen angels so many times. But you know what? The church doesn't talk about it. I think it's time that we realize, hey, listen, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. And I believe that it's time. Uh, I mean, if, if I just stop and say and tell uh, you know open up and say you know everybody if you've had an experience with angels speak up you're going to have so many people come up and say you know what I had, I had an experience with angels and i think this should be mainstream for every one of us 
for every one of us. Yes, we come up with this so-called spiritual stuff. You know, only the Holy Spirit is there. Holy Spirit is doing everything for you. But God has ordained these angels to be ministers unto you. The amazing thing is this. Today we have the internet. God bless the, the guys who created the internet and given us an, an amazing tool that we can use. If you just Google the internet, you will find the names of angels. Where do you get the names, names of angels? Yeah, from the Hebrew scriptures. There's so many there. There's so many uh, writings, you know, Hebrew writings. The book of Enoch, though it may not be in the Bible, is an amazing book that talks about angels as well. The Spirit of the Lord, what God did to e Enoch. So we have a lot of references of angels uh, that are there. All you need to do is just go and Google it and you find it. And I just want to just drop in a few just to stir up your curiosity. Just to give you an idea, some of the names you probably heard of in the Bible, some of the names you heard of, but every single one of them are names that are recorded. There's a book uh, you can download, or, or if you're interested, message me, I'll send you the book. Uh, um, uh, there's a person who wrote a book called The 72 Names of God, and he went into the Hebrew Scriptures and pulled out uh, the 72 names of God as revealed in the Word, in the Bible, in the Hebrew Scriptures. And then he went on to, re to, to reveal that in every single one of those uh, 72 Hebrew Hebraic names of God is a name of an angel that is revealed. And he went on to, 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 to write that book, uh, The 72, 72 Angels of the Name. I just was, was researching something and I came upon that and I took it and I began to look at it. So he gives you the names, uh, 72 names of God in one book. And in the other book, he talks about uh, the names of the angels that are revealed in the names of God in the Hebrew language. Pretty amazing stuff. Can I believe it? Can I not believe it? It's up to you to believe it or not. But we've got just a few names of angels in the Bible, but that doesn't mean there's only three of them. There are just a few of the archangels, the names of the archangels. I pull them out and, uh, you know, just to, just to give us an idea, just to stir up your curiosity so that you can go and research about this. Because it's so much, uh, you know, uh, real in where we are living as interdimensional beings. Ariel or Ariel means lion of God, uh, an angel that is sent out for protection. Shamuel, Zadikiel, Z Gabriel. We've heard of Gabriel, yeah, because everybody, it's there in the Bible. Raziel, Metatron. That When I first heard Metatron, I was like, Megatron? I was like, you know, is that cars? I mean, like, not cars. What was that? Uh, um, uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy, man. I mean, and the first thing that came to my mind was that truck. I was like, no. Change your mind, you know, that's not, that's not it. It's, this is Metatron, it's different. And the images that come up to me was like, uh, when, I saw, when I saw Metatron, I'll be honest with you, I saw Thor. <laughs> I mean, I saw Thor with a hammer and, and you know, ready to thrash some stuff. And so there's, there's names like that. There's Jophiel, Raphael, an angel who's sent to bring healing. Oh, but brother, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in his name. You have healing. Yes, you have healing in his name. But Jesus also said, we read in the scripture that there was a place where an angel would go and stir up the water. Anybody who walked into that place right after that would get healed. We read about it. It's there. Azarel, angel of death or angel of, uh, of, uh, of help who comes and comforts people who've gone through grief. Uriel, Michael. I was just going to say Mikhail, <laughs> Michael. There's so many other names. I, I just pulled out these few uh, just to show you that, you know, there's, there's, there's so much more. The Bible says there's an innumerable number of angels. There's angels for all kinds of stuff. And amazingly, we have just been blinded by it because of religion. Blinded by it. And I think God wants to, us to stir up our curiosity. He's given us that, that curiosity. I was going to say spirit of curiosity. <laughs> He's given us that curiosity so that you, you, know, you can go and, 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 and want to see what, uh, what, what is there. I mean, just, just look at it as we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We have access into the heavenlies. We have angels surrounding us. Now, let me ask you a question. Why aren't we... You know, engaging 
in angelic activity. Jesus said, if, don't do this, uh, Peter. You think if I, if I call uh, for angels, I won't have a legion of angels come and help me right now? I mean, right there, he's dropped a gem to us, a gemstone, a truth. That if when we are going through trouble, we can ask and say, Father, I call for a company of angels to come. I mean, we, we did that uh, a few weeks ago when, we had, when, when there was the riots in, in South Africa. We began to pray. I began to pray with Tavita for, because we got so many of our friends in South Africa. I remember speaking with Ricky. We were praying and we said, God, send warring angels to go uh, you know, and stop the riots. Because we believe that there are angels who can go at our command. So no matter what you believed in the past, no matter what you want to believe in the future, the verses that I brought up, I'm not going to touch back into that again unless I believe the Lord leads us into something else and to go more in deeper. But this is something that I want you to, uh, to research and study yourself. Take the time, you know, go into it. Just let your spirit be open to the Lord. I'm not asking you to let your spirit be open to any wrong thing. Be open to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, Angels are around the throne of God 24-7. They worship the Lord 24-7. So if there's something that I've never learned before and there's something that I need to learn, would you show me? I mean, that's easier than telling you believe every word that I say, and I don't want to do that. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, show me, teach me if what I need to learn. And you will be pleasantly surprised at what the Lord is going to teach you. So 